Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Pipe It Up podcast. We are officially one week into All-Star break, and the Home Run Derby is now live and well on YouTube, being received quite well from the audience, I think, and it was a a pretty exciting derby, so I can see why. But uh, we're going to dive deeper into that today and much more. This is the Pipe It Up podcast. Jack, how are you feeling? Uh, good to be back, Tom. Uh, oh, there he is. Well. Uh, <laughs> just, just, uh, just watched the, the home run derby video fresh in my brain. I uh, really enjoyed it. I know the audience is, is liking it too so far. Another banger by Kyle, some sweet new switch ups that were pretty cool in mm-hmm. the, uh, in the derby, but so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, it was a, uh. It was quite the quite the derby, as I said. Once again, we went with this new format that I teased you guys probably like three weeks ago now or so. I can't remember. I know I kind of dropped a spoiler saying we were going to switch things up a little bit, but we didn't actually announce the switch up until, I want to say, Monday of last week. Does that sound... It might have been Tuesday of last week, Jack. Yeah. So we gave mm-hmm. everybody like 72 hours to get their brackets ready and everything like that. But um, So yeah, what we ended up doing is instead of having everybody at the Meadows like usual... We broke it down to the 16 team or 16 person single elimination bracket, as we also kind of gave you a hint of in last podcast. And uh, we selected two members from each squad and seeded them one through eight amongst two regions, kind of based on their previous home run derby experience, as well as their current MLW home run totals. So Mm -hmm. um, I think um, to start, start, starting with the bracket, Jack, before we even get into the results of everything. What, what did you think of the bracket in terms of who was in, who was not in, how everyone got seated? What, what, what were your first thoughts? Um, well, I thought initially, like just top level, the bracket idea, in my opinion, was a really cool idea to switch things up, make it exciting. Um, not just like the same, you know, run through 40 people in the home run derby and, and then get to round two. So I liked that. I thought it was really cool how much thought you guys gave into the pairings um like some of them are really cool like you versus drew and mm-hmm. so, kind of that cobra mallards rivalry a little bit and one of my favorites was um uh dan and ryan just because yep. dan always jokes about how like he basically just gave ryan away for free and now mm-hmm. ryan's like mm-hmm. such a good player in mlw obviously i know so those were like those were really cool and um like the just the visual and having like guys go up and place their name like march madness was really yeah. sick and in the beginning of the video where like it's it's kind of the matchup like hero shot of both of the mm-hmm. guys like I just thought that was so cool like it, it fit the MLW brand visual but it wasn't necessarily something you saw all the time so it was like a oh, little yeah. bit different yeah, that, that was like um, a new graphic for us there yeah with the, the, I like how you said hero shot Jack that's a very like video director type term that's impressive I, I yeah I um I don't know where I picked that up actually but that's honest, what it was be- right Okay, wait. You were there when the whistle was there, right? Yeah, that's totally where I picked that up. Was, was well, that, that is where I picked it up. I shoot. only said that because I didn't know if we were supposed to say that or not. Okay, no, we can say that. We've okay. it's not it's not really a secret. Um, okay. Um. So yeah, that was I guess you could call it a hero shot of, of the pairings, and um. Yeah, that was an idea that Kyle had, and it, it did it looked great. Um. I will say that in terms of like the matchups, right? You're saying how some of the matchups like me and Drew and Dan and Cratch, like it was funny how I'm trying to be honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I did build the bracket. Of course, I got approval from Kyle. I even asked Daniel for his his opinion and stuff like that. But um, I I didn't really overthink it. Let's put it that way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I really just went with my gut as to who I know who I who I knew who I thought would perform well, as mm-hmm. well as trying to balance it out and once again kind of make it fun. So like I had guys who were maybe seated one differently than like their final seating was. But like, once again, like I was like, oh, me versus Drew, that'd be hilarious. Like, let's yeah. just do it. So like, it's as simple as that. Um, and like, I think it made it more fun and as well as, but like, I thought once again, based on my prior knowledge, like I think everyone did receive a pretty fair seating. I do feel like in hindsight, I screwed over Heath by putting him at five or four, whatever he was. But I mean... Once again, the reason he was so low is because I think he only had one or zero home runs coming into this year, and he's only been a part of one MLW home run derby. Yes, he won that, but home run derbies can be so streaky, guys, and like on any mm-hmm. given day, any given player can get hot, kind of like Ryan did this year, even though Ryan hasn't won it in his seven tries until now. Mm-hmm. So like Heath proved that he deserves like a top two seed next year, no matter what, but we didn't yeah. have the evidence yet to, to, to do that. You know what I mean? So I, 
yeah, I really didn't overthink it. I, I tried to keep it simple. I went with my gut. Um, and at first, another kind of fun fact is I didn't actually have it divided amongst the eight teams evenly, once again, because I kind of just, I actually seeded guys one through 16 at first, okay? Mm. And then I split it into one through eight and one through eight. So then, like, for example, the, the three seed and the four seed turned into two number twos, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then once I did that, it wasn't exactly even between the two. Um, like, I didn't have eight guys from one team on one side and eight on the other. So then I kind of had to like flip flop a guy by a number or two to make that work too. But really, it didn't take too long. I didn't put too much thought into it. Once again, I kind of had it after like my it was like my second or third draft. And I'm like, this is it. This looks great. I love it. So went with it. Yeah. The only um yeah I guess you know obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But what was the what was the rationale? I love Russell and he's having a great year. But was the rationale kind of just that he's having such a good year at the plate like currently? And because I feel like he hasn't done that great in home run derbies. Like, his track record's not that good, is it? So the rationale behind giving Russell the two seed is, once again, the things I was trying to consider was previous derbies as well as home runs this season. So Russell was, like, raking. You know what I mean? He had three home mm-hmm. runs in that one series, and he went yard in Toledo. So he was a top three guy um, going into the All-Star break in terms of home runs. He was one of the mm-hmm. guys who had four. So, like, right off the bat there, he earned that. And I was really trying to use the 2022 numbers as, like, relevant just because I thought it made sense. Right. But also, he had a top four finish last year. He was one of the final four last year in the Derby. It was three D-backs and Russell. So for those two reasons, okay. I gave him the number two nod. He was, yeah. um, in, in my bracket, I actually did pick Dallas over him at seven, the seven over two. I think a lot of people did. And Russell, I think, even picked Allen himself. So I felt bad when he lost. But I feel like Russell just earned it. Being the veteran, Dallas had only been in one Derby before. Once again, it just it made sense. It's just yeah. like when you get that that twelve five matchup in March Madness. It's just a tough it's one to tough. come across. Every once yeah. in a while, I get that tough pairing, and it was a tough pairing for Russell. But um, he he earned his two spot. I had to give it to Russell. I gotta say, I don't know. Um, I I thought the Magic guys obviously had a great showing. Uh, bottom Bonham getting baby. bottom getting past Robles was was something else. I mean, it just looked like he he was just like inches away. Like I don't know what it was, but he was just putting all those drop shots like into you know center left field or whatever mm-hmm. like just inches away from getting over and bottom and it was able to squeak by and then yeah, Chadwick I've, had a good first round too but he was just going up against against yeah, heat. That, that was tough too in hindsight that one may not have been the best that's the one matchup I sort of regret because those were the two former champions so why are they facing off in the first mm-hmm. round you know what I mean but those were two guys who um only had I think like I said one homer a piece going into the derby I know Chadwick had one and uh, Heath might have had one. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But um, it was a tough one, right? Those are two yeah. good hitters. And I think, to be honest with you, I don't know if it really showed through in the video, but Heath knocked out Chadwick with like eight or nine home runs, whatever it was, with like only two outs. Like he yeah. was raking, and I was like, oh, my God, Heath's going to win again. Like this kid's an animal. So right away I knew Heath was going to go far just because I like what once again, you do it once, it's like, okay, you, you had a good day. When he came out there and did that again, I'm like, okay, he's like the Derby King. He's the new Kyle Schultz. So Yeah, he's yeah, definitely got I, it down uh, pat. I, that was a tough draw for Chowdy, I'll be honest. Um, in terms of Bonham, proud of Bonham for go- keeping his head up, um, being positive going into it, facing off of Jordan, who's like um, from a national sp- standpoint, like one of the best home run derby hitters in the country. But Robles is used to doing timed home run derbies where it's hit as many as you can in one minute, and he uses a much bigger bat than an original yellow wiffle ball bat. But I will say that I feel partially responsible for Bonham advancing. And not that it's my fault, but Robles did have me pitch to him, okay? Mm-hmm. And I throw BP to Robles before every single series like like any team would. And I'll be honest, he hits out probably 60% or more of the balls I throw to him in BP. And when I throw BP, I kind of throw firm yet hittable pitches. You know, I don't like lob it in, but I, 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 you know, I put it right down the middle for you. Mm-hmm. And he rakes. But when the derby started, he's like, he's like, I like him high and arcing and slow. I was like, okay. So I'd never done that before. And I was kind of putting him in there, but every single ball that was leaving his bat was coming off a topspin and just dying, just diving mm-hmm. before it got to the fence. And I was like, uh, I feel so bad right now. <laughs> like, Rolos comes all the way from New York and, and then didn't perform as well as he wanted to in that event, I'm sure. But um, those 10 outs went quick, and I was like, well, I guess nothing I can do about it now. Him and I haven't yeah. really talked about it, and he, and he was cool about it, but I feel like he's probably somewhat frustrated with me, but who knows? I'm, it's all good. Um, but, hey, Bonham, congratulations. Eight versus yeah. one upset in the first year of the Derby. Pretty crazy. 
the B the eight versus one upset and the BP is so important and it's funny how it always like shows itself in uh in in every home run derby because I had you know speaking of the Magic Boys showing out Jordan Curdy as well had a great day BPing on the mound Cheatham oh, was my work. Cheatham was my pick and uh, he he was looking fantastic in the beginning like I thought in the beginning of the video I was like oh yeah this is a lock. And uh, and partially was because Curdy was Curdy just knew his spot and he was just putting him right in the spot that Cheatham just that wanted. Energy that Curdy brings as your as yeah, your pairing, exactly. It's like having a good partner in golf, like that just brings the energy of the whole group. You know what I mean? The whole group. Uh, exactly. It was great energy, and it was uh, it was just it was a good showing for the Magic Boys overall. So I wanted to give a shout out to those guys. Um, and Cheatham too. It was, it was a good effort. It's tough. Like Cratch was oh, just heck of an effort. Yeah, I mean, for Crash to put up 20 and then Cheatham to put 16 up right behind him, like, oh, that that's great. That was almost like the finals right there, you know? You, you kind of knew was it was going to be those two. That was definitely the most exciting round of the night. It was so hyped, those semifinals, because Chris was like, it wasn't like he was going in streaks. He was being really consistent. So it was like, he needed to get to 20, right? So it was like every mm-hmm. one out he made, he would get two home runs. So he was like right on pace to catch Ryan the entire time. And it was like so exciting, the buildup at the Meadows. Like, I'm like, Chris, you got this. Like, you got this. You're yep. doing it. You're doing it. He's like, ah, no, I still got a long way to go because, like, he did. He wasn't, like, spiking. He wasn't dipping. It was just really consistent, like, to, to and out. And, uh, unfortunately, he fell short. But, I mean, you can't really hang your head too much when you no. when you put up 16 in a round. I mean, he would have beaten anybody else on, on that evening. So, um, yeah, that was, I think, and even I saw in the comment section right off the bat, everyone's like, that semifinal was crazy because it was. It was it was nuts. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I that round was crazy. I really loved the... You know, every year we we change something up, and the the dizzy bat and the uh, the oh, mini bat were started. great additions. I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm sure, like don't I could just get me started. I could, I'm sure you got some stories about the dizzy bat. I thought it was hilarious. I want to put it on record and say that uh, I also would have said no when Ryan was cheating on the dizzy bat because that was that was pretty obvious. Um, he tried to act it. He tried to play it. Ryan, if you're listening to this, let's come clean here. Be honest, but. Um, it was an out either way. Uh, I wanted to concur Jack, with the audience there, though. I gotta say, some people are saying, not me, just some people. I've been I've been hearing it circling around that uh, you could call this an asterisk home run derby win for Ryan Kretsch. Is yeah. that true? I don't know. I mean, I was here's, thinking here's about problem. it. Here's the problem that I have. Here's the problem that I have. Okay, the thing I did the ten spins, and when I did the ten spins, of course I wanted to be dizzy because I wanted it to be funny for the video. You do those ten dizzy bad spins. Yes, you're going to record an out because you can't see straight. I can tell you right now that I did zero acting in that clip. Yeah. Me falling like a tree was because go outside in your yard right now, do 10 dizzy bat spins and stand up. The whole world is sideways. You can't, your center of gravity is off. You're, right. you're getting pulled to the side. You do that and your whole round is ruined because of how mm-hmm. out of breath you are. You're all discombobulated. You're frustrated. Ryan wasn't doing those spins, man. He was doing them slow, the and the derby. first time he may have only done like six spins, and then six, got up there. Then like two. Yeah, it was. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, and that, like you're saying, that adds up. Like you could see it in the one round with Kyle when it happened to him. Like, oh yeah, he had no he, chance. He had to he had struggle no through the dizzy bat, and then he was like, it was like he was concussed in the post the post well, round that interview. Me, that's why I was really mad. It didn't really. I, I it kind of made it in the video a little bit, but like I was I was just like clearly frustrated because i think i had i finished with seven i think i did i had six home runs or five home runs with five outs i did the dizzy bat and then i just couldn't hit and i was like this oh. like it ruined my whole round it ruined my oh. whole round so would you but, would you would you bring that back then you think what was the what was the vibe after after uh, the i mean yeah thing? it's it's just so it's too funny to it's too funny back, dude like, it was so hilarious like honestly it's all watching about having it. fun I'm, I'm not actually mad about it in the moment i was kind of salty because i was rolling but like and I'm not mad at Ryan either. I'm I'm kind of joking with you guys, but yeah, it makes, no, makes you think a little bit. Joking. It, it think does make you think a little bit. Just a little bit. It makes you think a little bit. No, we're joking. But good job, to Ryan. I mean, he he was hitting absolute moon shots. Tommy did before the the video. Like the anticipation was killing me, so he told me who won, and then he had mentioned that people were absolutely just killing the ball. And I mean, this was like there were some balls that were hit like. You couldn't even see them. Like, they're so there far was, in the woods, you couldn't even see them. Last year's derby outside of Heath was, like, kind of a flop year in terms of home run totals. No one was hitting the ball. 
I think partially because I remember it was super hot, rainy, muggy, and buggy. Like, it was just horrible conditions out there. It was muddy. Mm -hmm. You were sliding around. So no one hit well last year at all. But, like, everyone, and it's not like we whittled it down that much. We took off, like, eight people or so right? compared to last year's derby. But overall, like, I have to, like, go through and do the math, but average round totals had to have been three to four homers higher this year. There were several guys last year in round one who got one or zero. Like, there was a lot of goose eggs in round one last year. I think last year, I I don't think I got more than three, like two or three. I doubt it. Like, I had a pretty poor I, showing I, as well. I, I had, like, one, I think. I think I got one yeah. or two. I did not do well at all. I mean, there were um, some absolute bombs being hit out there. Like There was. There there were, time, there were times where I think someone even, I don't know if it was you or Kyle, like, commented. One of the ones that Cratch hit, he was, he was like, Oh, he just golfed that one out. Because, like, some of the swings that he was taking were literally just, like, looks like driver swings, just, like, cutting them. And they were yeah. just launching. Yeah. Ryan, I well, Jonah gave him a run for his money for sure. So did Cheatham. But I, Ryan did earn it. You know what I mean? He he mm-hmm. put on a show. I think he hit, like, 40-some total home runs. It was crazy. And Ryan hasn't done that well in Derby's past. So I was, I was happy for him. Yeah, he deserves it. He's a, a veteran in this league. It's always nice. As someone who's been around this league for you know more years than than others that have recently joined, I I like to see the veteran guys that I've been around with oh, for too, a while for sure. win things. So it's nice that the old guys can can steal one. <laughs> yeah, and like last year was Jonah's kind of first full season. Twenty twenty was Jason's first year, so the rookies had 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 it in years past. But Ryan uh, put on for the for the old dogs for once. Put on, put on for his squad. Yeah, I will Ryan. say that. Um, like in the heat of the moment of the derby, um, I kind of forgot about it quickly, and I actually forgot about it until I saw it again in the video. I forgot that Heat's round ended via the coping on the top of the wall on the monster. Yeah. Like, it makes you think if that ball goes over, does he end up coming back and winning that thing? Because, yes, he was on the goal ball. He needed two or more home runs, but my gosh, like, it hit the top of the yellow and didn't bounce over. It was crazy. It was like, yeah. It was kind of like a. Like, obviously, Ryan was happy, but we were all kind of like, oh, like, it was so, like, anticlimactic. He's coming back and coming back and then robbed. Yeah, what could have been? It's how how it goes, man. I mean, shout out to Jonah, though. What a great, you know, way to defend your title. Like he even said in his post-game interview, you know, he he couldn't be upset with his performance at all. He did a great job. Um, Ryan, you know, just had a little bit more in him that day, but good job for Jonah. Another decent showing for the Diamondbacks all around. Jack, I'm going to be honest with you. I am battling. This is going to sound stupid, but I've been. Mm. this is my 23rd year on this planet. Never in my life have I ever had a canker sore that's bothered me. I've probably only had one or two canker sores ever in my life. I have mm-hmm. a canker sore right now, which if you guys don't know what that is, it's like a basically a bump on the inside of your cheek in your mouth. Driving me absolutely nuts. I'm in pain. Yeah, I was I was wondering podcast. what you were. I thought I was like doing something wrong because I keep looking over at Tommy and he's like making faces, like making I'm like hurting. faces at me, like like I'm saying this stuff, called stuff I'm like not on supposed it. to say. I'm like, what did I say? I've been putting stuff on it to like numb it, but it only lasts for like an hour and then it goes away. And it says to only use it three times daily. I I don't know what to do. This is like day four or five of this, and it's like right on the edge of where my teeth are. Like it's just. It's awful. I've been complaining about it all weekend like a little baby, but it's really irritating me. Canker sore. Last night at like three AM I couldn't fall back asleep because it was painful. That's just not what you that's just not what you asked for to do a podcast with. It's just never never had this happen to me in my life and I hope it doesn't happen again. Anyway, side One last thing I Um, wanted to say about the Derby. Yeah, I don't know if you have other stuff. Yeah, I know you I I know you probably got plenty of stuff. Um what are we gonna do about the about the times five, the times three signs in the outfield? You know, because they got to get this, hit more. This, I mean, is, it's just is, like it's just is, like torture. Okay, this, this is point. I have a super unpopular opinion here. I feel like they're kind of appropriately sized. <laughs> you know, you know how. Okay, if it was me, Jack, Jack, if it was me, and I'm sitting at say I hit nine home runs, and someone has someone has eight outs and they're down by two to me, they had a times five to end it. You know how mad I'm going to be. It can't yeah. be that hittable. You know what I mean? It can't be that easy. And am I surprised they haven't been hit yet? Yes, I am. I think maybe the time you could go a little larger on either of them, but the times five, if it was a little larger, might have gotten hit like three or four times. Like, yeah, and that's you know how true. Mad you are if you lose because of like a prop, like that sucks. It's kind of. I like think the times. Thing. I think the times. That's that's a fair argument. I think the times five one is fair. 
I think the times three one, the size is also fair, but the one in center field, if you guys moved it, like if you're looking from the camera, like the batter's view, if you moved mm-hmm. it like a foot to the left, it would have gotten hit probably like five or six times easily. So here's, here's part of the problem too. So you have the monster in left field, right? So it, that creates challenges as to how to get a target high enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. The scoreboard is also there as like a thing that's like beyond the fence. So that kind of leaves open center field and right field, and 95% of the hitters in the league are, are right-handed. So mm-hmm. in derbies, they're not usually hitting it to right field or center field. Everyone's just pulling the ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only person to ever hit a times three sign at, 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 uh, at the Meadows is Sean Flynn, lefty, pulled it to right field and hit it. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of need something in left field if you want things to get hit. The times five, yes, is, is perfect for, for righties, but it's just such a small target from such a far distance away that it's like really tough. Mm-hmm. Um. We can brainstorm a bit. I do think next year we're going to implement something with the scoreboard. The scoreboard gets yeah, hit very often. The scoreboard does. I'm get thinking, hit a lot. as of right now, the idea is to do plus or sorry, the idea is to do minus one out. So, like, yeah. say you have six outs and four home runs, and you homer, you now have five home runs and five outs. Like, it's a bonus to hit that. So, oh, so it's cool. a ho- yeah, so it's a home run and a and minus one out. So home run like and double. minus one out. Yeah, so I like it's kind that. Of a bonus. So that'd be, yeah, that'd be that would be that sick. would hit that that gets hit probably ten plus times at Derby, so that would get hit quite often. Yeah, that would be sick. I just think but it's that was like, the whole point of like, go ahead. No, I just think it's like funny. Like you guys, like I mean, I know you've had those uh, those things made for like a couple of years now, but um, just like <laughs> you guys bring them out every year and they just never get hit. It's just like the funniest thing. I mean, it is what it is. Like I said, if it was. If it was that easy to hit, it'd be kind of cheap, right? Like it'd be yeah. It, but it, I mean, it, every it, once in a while, you know. I know, I know. You said know. you literally we, we, just we need said to, we need like, to go, like fifty seconds ago that the only person to hit one yeah was yeah, Sean like Flynn. Three years. <laughs> we, we need to, we need to go probably a little bigger next year, and then that'll ensure one gets hit. I think that'll happen. But once again, being in center and right field, it's so tough. We have to have them in left. We'll have to like, if we actually want targets to get hit, we're gonna have to load up one side of the field that's the reality of it and then like yeah. also put something in right field for the lefties the few of them that there are chadwick and flynn or whoever it is next year um mm-hmm. to not like completely make it unfair well for drew them, davis hits oppos a lot though he does this in games he does mm-hmm. derbies i can't remember if drew's more of a pole guy or not but i think he's kind of a center field guy yeah in maybe not i'm definitely yeah. a left center guy in derbies myself um but I'm definitely definitely left field anyway um, I was curious to see the fan feedback on the format aspect of the Derby, um, because it was a change and we've been doing it the same way for a long time. And like right away there was some backlash, like, oh, I guess now like Gus can't hit in the Derby or whoever can't hit in the Derby. So I, I was curious to hear your thoughts on that, Jack, in terms of ideas or like, if you think it's not necessary, um, like what are your thoughts on that? Like not allowing certain players to, to not hit. Cause Wardo was also a guy who didn't hit in this year's Derby. Um... I mean, just speaking honestly, like in terms of a from a product standpoint, like I think that this format with not as many players, but you know the best of the of the group being in it is is the best option to produce like the best video, like the best product. You know, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Um, for everyone to like have the opportunity, but um, I don't think like that's how it works in like the MLB, right? Like they got to get invited to a home run derby. So, I mean, that's like what prof- professional organizations do when you make like an extracurricular event like that. It's because you can, like you, you that you earned it for a reason. So, I think in, from like a product standpoint, it's probably the better way to go. I mean, I know it's a bummer you don't get to see Warder go up there and like hit two home runs and then get out every year, but. Um, I mean, whatever the, the, the predators, the predator situation was tough. And to be honest with you guys, another, another, uh, some insider knowledge here. When I first made the bracket, um, I didn't have two guys from each team. I had the 16 best home run hitters in the league. Mm. So I believe there was two teams who got shorted. I won't, I won't say names. That's, that's kind of rude, but it was definitely the magic. <laughs> I, I, sh- I shorted a couple squads of players and then Kyle had the idea to make it two per Two per squad. I like the two. I like the two from each team. It is cool because it gives the fans some representation for all squads. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, one of the teams that got affected by that change was the Predators. You know, we had Cratch, Russell, Mm -hmm. and Warda all in that mix. 
So the reason that it ended up kind of favoring um, Cratch and Russell was not only this year's stats uh, and previous derbies, but um, you know Ward is also already a very involved personality in the video with his little Wardacam segment. That's not like a tradition, right? So that's kind of how that decision got made, and I, I think Alec was okay with it. Uh, I I'm think sure Alec's fine. We, we were that. all kind of bummed, you know. But um, once again, it was just like you said, it's a more pro style derby when you just have a limited quantity of guys who earned their way there and that kind of thing. I, I also like the format. Um, People are going to be upset about it regardless, so I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you can't please everybody. At the end of the day, I feel like uh, you know, 45-minute video with a bunch of nukes is a lot better than watching <laughs> one that's like an hour and 15 minutes long and you you know, you know, saw 10 extra people go up there and hit like, you know, yeah, the, 10 like home runs of, combined. Like, Yeah, I will say that for MLW fans, probably like, oh, we would love an hour-long derby. Okay, yes, you do. Um, but like... Like, yeah, this video was 43 minutes. So for MLW fans, you guys, I'm sure, loved it. But in terms of, like, if we're talking about, like, being YouTuber-y and, like, trying to do the best in the algorithm and reach the biggest audience, like, that's still too long. It's still not ideal, in my opinion. So, like, unless our retention, still too retention long, is, like, right? excellent. Yeah, it's it's still, yeah, yeah. like, too long. You, It'd be better to be sub-30 minutes at, mm-hmm. at most. But um, once again, it was, like, it was a great product, and our fans love it. Like, I've seen so much great feedback on this video, at least – I haven't read too many comments, but like in the first hour, it was all everyone loved it, and then I went back the next day again and filtered for new comments and saw a lot of more, a lot more great feedback. Video's performing well overall. It's gotten more views than the previous two uploads already, so like it's doing well. It's crushing it, and I, I you can see why it's it's like super intense and stuff like that. There's a the home run derby videos on our channel historically do pretty well. Didn't yeah, one of them? Well. Isn't one of them like our? Our top like th- we like have a couple four, derbies maybe, that are over video? a million. Yeah, we have like three home run derbies that are over a million. I think. Yeah. Twenty sixteen, uh, twenty fourteen. I think I think twenty twenties at a million or very close to it. If it's not over, I can check right now while we're on the line. I mean, I gotta say, like, I just think it's cool. This one's already got six figures. From uh, you know, I obviously I'm a part of the league, but at the same time, I'm a huge fan of the league. Obviously wanting to be involved in it but like just watching a video like this is cool because it's kind of like refreshing and it's a good break in the middle of the season and like it's sort of a mm-hmm. different uh it's sort of like a different vibe like the the regular series videos are fun and a lot of cool things happen in them and playing them is like intense and sometimes the videos come off as really intense and this was just like kind of a fun you know light like let's just see some some absolute yeah, plus you, get you to know see, like, great you get to great see so hits, many different like, faces from around all the videos exactly like, it's just yeah everybody there the one day having fun yeah so i just think it's a cool like refreshing little break up i know the all-star the all-star game video is going to be sick too and that's a great thing to to put in the middle too so a lot and of I excited stuff up. here still on the docket for mlw oh uh, jack as you think homer and derby and all-star game are exciting these slate four series have been incredible these <laughs> videos that are going up after the all-star break are bangers i'm telling you right now we've had some incredible series um and of course one of those was played in oklahoma at mini fenway so like it's just that that i'm so excited for the next like month to two months of this channel and we have the mini mlb series coming up soon the one in vermont or yep. like we're actually physically playing that this weekend so that'll be you know uploaded in months to come but like the second half i really think like we're going to see some growth in the channel. I'm really excited because like the product's going to be incredible just based on the gameplay alone. Like we've had so many good games lately. I've been like, I've been having a blast just being there and recording and stuff like that. I think so too. I, I mean, we say it, but it's like the, the league just does keep getting more competitive every single year. So it's just like the product, you know, keeps going up and up too. So I'm, I'm stoked for the net for the next coming weeks. It's going to be awesome. I know you guys got to just buckle in, be patient and strap uh, in, enjoy the ride. Cause yeah, there's, there's some good stuff coming and the all-star game is incredible next week too. Like yeah, this, this game, you're not going to believe guys, but um, I guess while we're on that topic, Jack, um, the NL finally won last year in that one, nothing. Jeez. I'm all off. I'm all out of sorts <laughs> in that one, nothing thriller. But um, this year you got a prediction who you think is going to take it home. Um, I think the uh, I think the AL is gonna is gonna reclaim wow, their um, Homer is gonna reclaim <laughs> is gonna reclaim their title. I mean, I just think that you know I haven't even looked at the roster. Um, do, has the roster been released yet? 
Rosters are released, yes. Rosters are released, so I should probably know the rosters. Um, but I just feel like the uh, AL with Baron, he's got to be on there. Cratch, um, Kyle, Sailor, like they're they're. I think they're gonna lock it down on the mound, and uh, and that's gonna be the difference. And I think they're gonna get enough hits, but I I don't think it'll be like, I don't think it'll be like a one nothing game. I think it'll be more like a mid, you know, like a. We'll like six four or like five three wow, or something okay. like this that. This is an interesting prediction. I, I I got a lot different stuff to say. I think heading into the All Star break, um, I definitely had the NL winning this All Star game. That's my prediction. Um, just because once I got some being a homer like you were, but um, I know we got a lot of talent over there. Now we got Jordan Robles on our side. We got Dallas Allen who's been dealing. I think that combination of the Eagles duo Daniel and Dallas can really carry us to to a victory here. But I'm thinking low scoring again. I mean the pitching is just so good. We have a lot of guys this year who are just flat out down on the mound. You got Baranowski, Cratched, Daniel Schultz, and Dallas Allen, and like other guys too who have been good. So mm-hmm. I, I know the hitters are good in this game too, but I just the, the All Star games always feel like they end up being like that, like the, the competitive ones, which they have been lopsided in some years. But I just think this is gonna be a low scoring pitching duel for sure. I think it will be competitive, but the the All Star games are a little bit longer, right? Five inning game, yes. So, so that's why I think that the the score might be like a little bit higher than you know, like a one nothing or like two nothing, just because you gotta you gotta you gotta throw more pitchers. So it's like you know, if if a, if one guy comes in there, like we've seen it before, where one guy goes in the All Star game, and just like kind of has the walk bug for an inning, and then it's like, oh, they get like two runs or three runs, and then like it's over. You know what I mean? So if that happens in one of the innings, like I could see that happening. I will say. uh on a personal note that, um, you know, last year I, I squeaked into the All-Star game. I think some people were upset about it, saying Tommy, Tommy didn't earn this and blah, blah, blah. But I did get enough votes to get in last year. Thank you very much. But uh, this year I, I earned my keep. And uh, according to the Instagram graphic that was posted a weeks back when we played this, uh, I was officially named a National League starter. So all y'all nice. thought I didn't deserve to be there, you're going to catch me in the starting lineup this week. It's pretty exciting. I was proud of myself. that, haters? Actually. <laughs> when I was uh when I was um there on All Star Day, home run derby day, that kind of stuff, getting set up, um, there were some fans at the field and they were asking me like, Oh, what's going on today? I'm like, Oh, we're setting up for the all star game and I was like, You're playing? And I was like, you know, if you'd asked me that question last year, I would have said probably not, because it wasn't my my career wasn't on the correct trajectory at the moment, <laughs> but uh I had a good first half, so I am playing in today's game, so it felt good to say that. But I'm excited to play in it. And get the start, and hopefully I can contribute because I really haven't. I'm trying to think, last year I got a couple of innings, but I didn't do anything crazy. Um, I think like my last like big All Star game moment. Well, in 2020, I pitched like two scoreless innings, so that was good. And then in 2017, I had a home run in the All Star game, but I haven't had like a major contribution in a while, so I'm like itching for this opportunity. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Um, I unfortunately won't be involved in this one. The only thing the only claim to fame I ever had in an all-star game was one home run I hit off Jimmy North, but that wasn't a blowout when it didn't really matter. Um that all-star game cool, is but, historic. Yep. Did we talk about this yet on this podcast? I think we did with Drew last week. What? The all-star game where you guys blew us out. I think so, yeah. I think we touched on it. Yeah. What a disaster. But yeah, you, you got in, in the fun. <laughs> yeah, I did I did get in the fun, yeah. But God, that was a nightmare for our squad. Um Jack, I will say you had a pretty good contribution. It might have been last year. Is it last year or two years ago where you you had the referee shirt on and you gave us the play ball call and the coin flip? Was I that did. Last year? That was that was a viral uh, clip that that was hype. That was hype. That I did. You're right. I did contribute. That was hilarious. Um, that was. I love that. <laughs> I will say that uh, guys, it was a bummer where you couldn't be there again this year to do it, but. Yeah, um, we gotta we gotta alert. dig that up out of the archives and put that on the pipe it up podcast. We will. Like that, that's a legendary moment that, for sure. Oh, that's speaking such of which, electric Daniel moment. Schultz, I got a bone to pick with you. I had I took a picture for the uh, podcast Instagram at uh, the Meadows a couple days ago, and um, some behind the scenes stuff. And it's on Daniel's phone. And I told him twice now to send it to me to post, and I have not got that text message yet. So you guys know who to blame. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'll get two posts up this week. I'll get the one of behind the scenes at the Meadows, and then I'll get that clip of Jack talking as well. But what I was saying is, yeah, that was, I think, the favorite moment of the game for a lot of people last year. It was just like a, a funny thing that we did. So this year, uh, Diamondbacks player, rookie, Casey Bennett, actually came in from, uh, where's he from, Illinois? 
the all-star game he drove all the way here so we we, we gave him the honor of throwing on the referee tee and uh nice and doing his best jack agner impression so we'll see uh we'll see how he did <laughs> well, let us know what you guys think okay. i think if my memory serves me well i think he actually kind of nailed it but you good only one jack agner you know what i mean good i just remember that was so funny because it was like you were just like, all right, give me like a play ball. And I'm pretty sure that was like the first take. <laughs> first and you're like, one. yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> it was great. All right, folks. It has been quite some time. And I guess I should apologize for this, but I know the, the episodes have also been bangers, so I'm not, I'm not too sorry about it. But we have not done a cue of the day in quite a while. So let's cue that music right now and have ourselves a cue of the day. Cue. 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 Cue of the day. Uh, what a nostalgic soundbite that is. Um, Jack, I heard you were actually going to bring us a cue of the day today. We're going to do two. Because we are behind schedule on the cue of the days, so we're going to do two questions. I have one. But Jack can uh, lead us off here. Um, this one comes from Caleb Mosley. Very light, easy question. Might have been answered before on the Pipe It Up podcast, but I don't remember answering it uh, being a co-host. bad memory. So we're going <laughs> to bring it back. We're going to bring it back again. About. But the question is, what is your favorite sunflower seed flavor wow jack so if tommy knows off the top of his head what well first of all this is very relevant did you see my tiktok today by any chance or no oh no i didn't i made a tiktok today of mr norp that i filmed yesterday at the meadows and let me check it right now it actually did well it was it was taken off it had a good start to it but i i I got jimmy norp's top five sunflower seed flavors because i know he's a big seed guy all right perfect well then this is this is a very relevant topic right now i've been reading comments all afternoon about Sunflower seed flavors. So this is actually hilarious. Oh, um, perfect. So me personally, let me give you guys my sunflower seed history. It's kind of actually a funny story and very nostalgic once again. I remember my very first year of travel baseball. I, I played t-ball since I was three and then in the kid pitch, then co- or coach pitch, then kid pitch, the whole thing. My very first year of travel baseball, um, I was eight years old at the time. And uh, so I was too young technically because Brighton only had, our hometown only had a nine new travel team, nine and under. So, yes, it is nine and under, but mostly nine-year-olds play. But um, a guy that had coached me in, you know, the the recreational leagues, um, his son was old enough to play travel now, so he wanted to coach the travel team. So I tried out for the nine-year squad, made it as an eight-year-old. I was a younger kid. Um, definitely one of the worst players in the team, but it's okay. It made me better in the long run. This story's getting out of hand. But anyway, this is coming full circle because – a lot of those guys who were older for some reason that I what like wasn't friends with before, um, they were all doing the sunflower seed thing, and I was kind of like a confused kid, like what's what's all this hype about? I didn't understand it. And this is back before the sunflower seeds like blew up. I feel like, mm-hmm. but um, everyone just had like the original flavored, regular like just lightly salted sunflower seeds. So I remember like halfway through the year, finally, I was like, yo, like why do you guys all eat these? Like what are these? And like, oh, dude, you never had seeds? I was like, no. I was like, oh, let me get some seeds. So I, I get some seeds, and right away just. That salty shell hits your tongue and you are excited. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever tasted. Like, not even yeah. the sunflower seed itself, but just like the shell has so much flavor and seasoning yep. that it's so good. So um I was I was steady on the original there for a while because that's I think that's all there really was. That's all everyone had on my first travel team. Mm-hmm. And then once I, you know, got playing with the same guys throughout the years and developed that core, seeds were big. Always a big talking point in the dugout, you know, who had seeds, what flavor did they have, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, my favorite, just because once again, I, I grew up on it and it just, it can never be beat in my eyes is the sizzling bacon, big seeds. When the bacon yeah. flavored seed came out and I heard about it, I was like, no way there's a bacon seed. Sure enough, a kid on my team brought them. Oh my God. That first handful of bacon seeds I ever had was so good that I just cannot say it's not my favorite. I've had a lot of other good flavors too. I'm a big old big guy. I like the cracked yep. pepper, dill pickle or solid. They're all solid. I don't really dislike any of them, um, but I just think bacon for me is is goaded. It's, it's tough to argue with bacon anything, but I know bacon. Um, is and Biggs else, is Biggs is a, a a good brand too. We had a, we had a little stint with them. I think when we I did. first started in the wow, league, what a great sponsorship that was. Yeah. That was in the glory days, bro. That was like, that was when I first believe this or not, believe it or not, when I first joined the league and we you know in 2016 so we don't we didn't have you know as many sponsors i don't i don't think as we do now obviously um we would show up to the meadows and there would be like so many bags of seeds Dude, there like just big incredible just bigs everywhere and so that's actually really like when i started really like chewing sunflower seeds and um now like i enjoy so many flavors i would say probably the good. bigs 
the Biggs cracked pepper is my ultimate okay. favorite, but cracked dill pepper. pickle, dill pickle is a really close second. And, um, I actually like the, I like old Bay as well. Um, I, I actually like the, uh, the Takis ones. Oh, I love that have come Alec out. If you like Takis, Alec got me on the Takis ones too. Um, if you like Takis, you, you should try them because they're pretty good. But now I've basically made it a staple, a rule since we, since we no longer have that Biggs sponsorship, which if someone from Biggs is listening to us right now, please sponsor <laughs> us again. But, um, I've taken it upon myself to just be the guy that stops at the gas station and, and buys a jug full of water and a, and a pack of sunflower seeds before every game. Cause you just got to have some seeds at, at the park when you come yeah, to the series. Yeah. It's they're, they're incredible. Um, I will say, I, I kind of want to talk about this now, Jack. I feel like this is worth talking about the, the whole, right. the bigs thing, because it is such a cool story. I don't know if you've ever addressed it before, but guys, those first couple sponsors we had, I, I want to say pretty much the big two were like Easton, which wasn't really a sponsor, mm-hmm. but like we had signage from them and bigs. You know how cool that was? Like we had no followers. I, I pretty much can guarantee you, at least for the Easton one, for sure. Easton one, we had less than a thousand subscribers, I believe. Biggs, you might have been in the four-figure range. I don't think you're in the five-figure range yet. But you know how cool that was that, like, we emailed them as, like, 12-year-old kids and someone at the company was nice enough to be like, yeah, we'll send you some seeds. Like, that was, like, one of the greatest days of my life as a child when we got that package in the mail and it's this giant Biggs-branded bucket filled to the rim with seeds. Like, that's every kid's dream. That was so cool. Yeah, like everyone in my baseball team could not believe that we got that. Like, I didn't have like a phone to show them, so like I couldn't really prove that we had it. But like, it was so sick. Easton was the same yeah. thing. Easton, um, we emailed them like year one, year two. The we had the the netting, you know, fence at Colts Field, like, and we just emailed like every company: Gatorade, Easton, DeMarini, Rawlings, um, Nakona, every single baseball company you could think of. We emailed. And I remember Gatorade actually said no. It was awesome to get a no because most people just wouldn't mm-hmm. respond. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't reach the right person. But I remember Gatorade replied to us and said like, no, we can't, we can't help you guys. Which was once again that was like a step in the right direction. Yeah. And then Easton, we just asked them for a banner. Like we we asked all these people just for a banner to hang up. Um, and Easton replied to us. It was actually like a like a personal email. It wasn't like a like a automated like no. It was like mm-hmm. someone actually like signed it. They're like, hey guys, like awesome what you what you've done in your in your parents like in your backyard but unfortunately like i don't have anything to send you but like keep up the good work and so you're bummed out but like once again it was awesome to get another response and then like 24 hours later maybe maybe 48 hours later we get an email back from the same person we didn't even reply and they're just like boys you're in luck i found a banner laying around in a closet and i'll send it your (laughs) way like that was so sick that he did that for us like we didn't pay anything for that it was just someone being nice so always be nice to people it can change your lives it's so funny, dude. Like I looking back on it, um, it's just, it's funny. Like the little things that make a big difference in your first impression. Like when I showed up to Colts field the first time I Mm -hmm. like, those were the things that like made me like really excited and like interested more about the league was like, are you kidding me? I was, I show up and it's like, we got a bucket full of seeds and somehow like we got some (laughs) signage from Easton. Like I knew Easton, I played lacrosse. They make like lacrosse stuff. And I was like, who are like, you know, I had heard rumors about the league and like what you guys were doing, but I was like, these guys got like sponsors already. Like this is crazy. And so that was just like something that made a huge first impression on me. Yeah. Like, even we have gotten some stuff. I'll give a shout out to, oh, I forget the gentleman's name now, the CEO and president of the company, but a company called Y Bars sent us a product. They make like, it's like a protein slash like high calorie snack, little tiny bar, kind of like a cliff bar or whatever. But Jack, these were phenomenal. And this mm-hmm. guy actually messaged me on LinkedIn. I actually, I think I messaged him saying thank you. And um, he came out and met us and everything. And he was like, if you ever want more, like, let me know. And I'm like, I want to say I want more because they're so good. And I was like the Send only guy the who was like, bars really bottom. like, I was like, these are incredible. Everyone else is like, yeah, they are good. But I like, I guess I'm not really a big bar guy. I don't eat a lot of granola bars and stuff like that. Or a lot mm-hmm. of cliff bars because they're just expensive and not like the, not always the most healthy thing. They're convenient. But anyway, I love these things and I really want more of those. So if you guys ever see a Y bar in a store, it's WHY bar. You should, you should buy those too. Um, but anyway, yeah, that big thing was incredible, dude. They sent us the whole bucket of seeds. I can't remember if we just asked them for a banner, if we actually asked for seeds. I really can't remember. It was definitely an email we sent. 
and we emailed other seed companies too. And Biggs is like, a, that's a big, that's like a big name in the game. Yeah, dude. And um, the bucket, let's again, it was a giant like bucket for baseballs with the Biggs logo on it, branded, tons of seeds. There was coupons in there. I still in my room to this day. I'll never get rid of these. They definitely don't work now. I have pens that are Biggs branded from that original shipment ten years ago. I still have them to this day. That's you know how, sick. how cool I was when I went to school the next day with a big yeah. sunflower seeds pen? Like, nobody has that. <laughs> was, I yeah, thought it was the dude. coolest thing ever. It was cool. It, it was so cool. It still is cool. Like I said, we don't it really still get... still is cool. We do... I shouldn't say we don't get, because I'm sure someone may have heard, may be hearing this who sent us stuff. We do get stuff sent to us. Um, Plate Crate has sent us stuff, and another seed company has sent us stuff. I forget their name off the top of my head. But so we're, I'm very appreciative to everybody who sent us gear and that kind of stuff. But that Biggs one was just like really well done whoever sent that out like yeah. actually put the time and effort into it to make it cool for us so like they they don't they have no idea how happy they made me probably but it's just those little things like and i try to always make people smile when i can especially like younger kids because that's when you like appreciate it so much more yeah i'm there sure a, like you said like like whoever did that did such a good job i'm sure someone, whoever know. at like, bigs yeah they probably I mean, you do know like you're doing something nice but like yeah. you don't know how much of a lasting impact like this is 10 years ago and we're talking about it right now you know what i mean exactly exactly and that was probably just someone that, that was just something that that person did you know maybe they did that every day or maybe they did that like I every know. once in a while i wish for people, i but. bet you they i wish i had their name i would reach out to them now and thank them but yeah. um I, I had a similar situation uh in oklahoma um the first day we were there, um, there was a kid who was wearing like the the black Triton Mallards jersey, but like it wasn't a re- it was like a it was fake merch. Like he probably made it or his mom made it because they didn't want to pay the full price for the real shirt. You know what I mean? Uh. So like I was thinking, I was I told Caden and her, and I was like I was like God, once we're bigger, like I can't wait to like like buy stuff for people like that because like when I when we have more money, like I would love to be able to do that and give back mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But then. The next day we went back and he's wearing it again. Like he asked me for his autograph and picture and I, I just caved. I was like, can I get your information? I would love to send you a real one. Like I just, it's expensive, oh. but I, I caved and I had to. I felt, it was so nice, dude. He had a jersey, he had yeah. a sign, he had a quack attack sign. You'll see it in the video, like the nicest kid. So just stuff like that you got to do to make Good it Good man, Tom. You got to give back, folks. It's important oh, it to give hurts, back. Man hurts man subscribe guys please subscribe yeah subscribe subscribe the more you guys subscribe the more jerseys kids will get that's yeah, exactly. a fact it's fact so subscribe and please don't <laughs> wear fake merch to the events and expect me to buy you stuff because i can't do that <laughs> i can't do that for everybody don't so wear fake merch because you will me. guilt Support Tom. Us and, and buy the real stuff yeah. please i really appreciate yeah. it if if you're able to of course but um i love all mlw <laughs> fans regardless but absolutely retweet on that Oh, what are we at here, Jack? We've been. I want to. I could give away the second question for Q of the day, but I feel like um, I liked that tangent we just went on. I'm definitely not going to cut that out. That was that's yeah, that a great was a, story. That was a good little uh, good little progression with the Q of the day. Sometimes it happens like that with the Q of the day. I kind of um, if you guys didn't know this, I I kind of went away from the the email method to try to get sponsors. Um, we kept at it though. Like I'm not kidding you. I remember there was one winter in particular I really grinded. Um, I want to say it was my sophomore year at Michigan State, and I made it a point to do three a day. And I did that for probably like five months. So what's the math there? Like 150 emails, 200 emails. Mm-hmm. I emailed everybody. I think only one one worked. And I'm not even sure if it ever actually came to fruition. Um, I don't really want to say the company name. But anyway, I, I got like one, yes, yeah. I would like to sponsor you guys back pretty much. But I did it every single day. And the reason I stopped doing it, and I encourage you guys to do it if you are smaller, because you never know, like that one company might help you. But um it just seems always to play better in your favor when you're the one with the leverage and the people are coming to you. It just, right. it always seems that way. So it just seemed inefficient at that point to continue to do that. Um, and I still could do it, but you know, like I said, I, I, um, I would rather work with people who I know are on board and see what we're doing and um, are excited to work with us than me sending out desperate emails, asking for people's help when they may not be as invested as I want them to be. Yeah. So. I mean, you might have more credibility to go out and like search oh, for would. people I mean, to sponsor you, but it but it's also like like you're saying it's not necessarily it's just not the best way to go about it to just be like begging for sponsorship. If, if it makes the, you it makes right, it seem like it's it like you really desperately need it, you know. If the right um like if the shoe fits and I think it's a fit, like I I'll, I won't be shy, I'll do it. I have done it. I remember in 2020, when we did the Colts Field game in 2020, I think. But um, I think this maybe just my ego getting a hold of me a bit, but Jack, I swear to God that when I bought the PF Flyers, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I bought PF Flyers in 2019 or so. I don't know. I was watching Sandlot with Kyle, and I was like, I want to get a pair of PF Flyers. So I just did it right there on the spot, and I got a pair. Mm-hmm. And, like, the people in the comments going crazy for those, and, like, a lot of the guys in our league now bought them. Like, I, I really think that we could have brought that brand, like, back. Like, really back. And I know it kind of already did. Like, it, it did spike it's up back. a bit. It kind of is back. Yeah. I noticed in their website sometimes, like, some of the quantities are so limited and the stuff's, like, not there. So I would have loved to work with them at that time. I feel like they were not on the map as much as they are right now. I feel mm-hmm. like it kind of came back around. What's, what would be one, let's say, if you could email a brand and they would just respond yes to you, what would be one brand that you would want to sponsor MLW? I mean, I would still like PF Flyers, actually. Um, one brand that I would want to sponsor MLW. We already, first of all, we already have great partners. Shout out to all of them. I should name them by yeah. name. Baseball Lifestyle 101, Voot Grips. Wow, that was bad. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> it in. Um, Voot Grips, Baseball Lifestyle 101, Lefty Swag Bats, Homestand's a partner of ours. Um, Max BP is a sponsor. Triton is a sponsor, and they make the, the jerseys. So shout out to everybody already out there. Um, if I had to add someone, I like to think of companies that we can add value to, right? That they can mm-hmm. make us look better and we can also add value to. Um, so I still think PF Flyers is up there, even though, like I said, that brand is, is I think, doing pretty well now. Um, it's like a mid, it's like a small to mid market company who I'd want to target and someone who I think that we can, um, through exposure on our channel, we can help you grow. And in turn, it'll also help us grow. Like it has to be that beautiful thing, like mm-hmm. synchronous growth. So, but that's a good answer. Even though you don't have a company name in mind, at least you know the company that you're looking for. So that's that's an answer in its own because that company's out there. You you know, mm-hmm. it's just gotta we gotta make the connection somehow. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I think you answered it. I, I will say I'll say something that's kind of cool. I think I would love to have. I I like MLW as like its own entity, if that makes sense. But I would love to like, um, be affiliated with slash. Um, even like just to be, to be co-signed more so by MLB than we already have been. Like that would be sweet. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, if they yeah. were to kind of co-sign us and like have some sort of deal in place with us to promote slash do things with us on a regular basis, on a contractual basis, that'd be pretty sick. I think that's like, yeah, yeah I mean, that would be huge. Yeah. That so would that's, be I think that's like, if I had to, that's not, that doesn't fall into the category that I just said, but like, that's like the dream for me right now, I think. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the dream shot. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's a pretty solid answer, Jack, but no doubt. All right. Should we wrap it up, Jack? Let's do it. Let's wrap it up, folks. Uh, folks, it's been a pleasure as always. Big things coming for Pipe It Up. Me and Jack are uh, working on some things, trying to get Pipe It Up to where we wanted to get to. It's uh, definitely on the right direction. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. I haven't shared this, but these uh, last two months of the podcast have been the most listened to months in the podcast's history. I believe we have broken our weekly listen record three times in the last six weeks. So we're moving in the right direction. Looking to make some money moves, invest in some some serious industry standard uh, podcast equipment. So I know me and Jack probably sounded pretty good on this episode, but uh, I'm sure you guys out there that watch, you know, bigger, larger, more popular podcasts, um, you know, the big dogs of the world, I bet you've seen some of the equipment out there, and I'm I, I know exactly what it is and how to get it and where to get it. So now it's just a matter of pulling the trigger. So um, we're, right. we're heading in that direction. Got some cool things lined up for the future. And we appreciate you guys uh, being here along the way. So uh. For now, this is Tom, Jack, signing off. See you guys next week. Peace. Close the door, Mom. Bloopers. I feel I feel so cool right now. <laughs> Literally in my parents' basement doing this. <laughs> this is like my definition where you don't want to be in life. <laughs> Free rent. Oh, God, I almost just choked. Okay.